Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Lakutim Aran Shir. So we basically wrapped up the piece last week of Torah Zion. And today, um, now we're going to start. I'm very happy to begin lesson Reish Pei Beis, Torah Reish Pei Beis, 282 in Lakutim Aran. Every Torah self-contained, so it's okay to jump around. Uh, this, we're also going to need to end a little earlier tonight. It's going to be a shorter shear because there's another shear after. So we have to learn order. We're just going to break it open tonight. Uh, this is amongst Rabbi Nachman's most famous, famous lessons. Lesson, Reish Pei is known as Nakudas Tovas, finding the good, good points. As they say, you have a good point. And it's also called a Zamra, and we'll see why singing. We'll get to that. So I'm really happy to be learning this, everyone. It seems really, really simple because it is. It's a very, very simple idea. But this, this one little Torah has very, very far-reaching consequences and many, many implications to it. So in fact, Rabbi Nachman said that this is one of his main pieces of advice of Nakudas Tovas. He said that a person should walk with this Torah with them every day. Actually knew someone who at one point in his life had photocopied the Torah in a spi- this, just this lesson, spiral bound, and he used to keep it in his knapsack. So you could say, Rabbi Nachman said, take the Torah with you. So he, would think, yeah, he obviously he meant in mind and in thought and in action. A, uh, so a lot, a lot of lessons in the Kudaman are based on this. And Rav Nassim explains in Hilchus Chum Shabbos that if you have this piece of advice of Nakudas Tovos combined with another lesson, Aye, which is lesson 12 in the second Chalik of Lukudimaran. So he said, he called that the Gvul of Kedusha. Just like in Tchum Shabbos, there's Alpayim Amma. You can't go 2,000 Amos beyond the borders, right? The city borders. So he called this, Rav Nassim called this the Gvul of Kedusha. That if you have this Eitzah, this piece of advice, as last, last Torah Zion was about advice, right? If you have this piece of advice, you never go beyond the Gvul of Kedusha. You'll always stay in the fold of Yiddishkeit. Nakudas Tovas, right? We're also going to see how advanced Rabbi Nachum was. He was speaking to the lowest common denominator, especially in our generation, when everyone is on a search for happiness and emotional contentment, which seems to be one of the main tests in our generation for people not to be embattled by their own minds, embattled by their emotions, and uh, ostensibly all of us live good lives with plenty of amenities, Indoor refrigeration, plumbing, air conditioning, pastrami chalent, all good things. And, but yet, we suffer greatly emotionally and mentally, and people search for emotional contentment. And I also want to start this for, before Purim, because it's the main theme is about being happy. As Shabbos Mavarchim Adar is this Shabbos, Rosh Chedesh Adar is next week. Mishnechnas Adar Marbin Besimcha. It's only fitting we start with the foundations of happiness, which is Nakudas Tovas. Uh, like, we're seeing, like we're seeing, he said these things over 200 years ago, before any ideas of positive psychology, or having good thoughts, or any of these things, where Nachman really honed in, was way beyond his time in his presentation of these ideas. Now, you guys don't exactly know what the ideas are yet. Maybe you've heard of them before, because they're very famous things that he said about Nakudas Tovas, finding the good. But we're going to see that. And also, I wanted to a little bit more introduce the piece that Rabbi Nachman was able to tap into a fundamental truth 
that there's no one on earth who doesn't have spiritual well-being, happiness, and emotional contentment contained within themselves right now. Everyone has a gift of well-being, a point of resilience, and emotional contentment right now. Everyone on earth. It's a gift from Hashem. In fact, no matter how depressed you are, no matter how much you suffer from anxiety and battle relationships, no matter how messed up your life is, you still possess and contain within the recesses of your consciousness and soul a drop of pure goodness and bliss. Pure bliss, right? Well-being and resilience beyond our wildest imaginations. It's a gift to heal from the traumas of the past, and a way out of the darkness and emotional embattlement and difficult relationships. This is all through the power of Azamra, of Nakudas Tovos, finding the good. Uh, but the funny thing is, about all these things, is Hashem put our Nakudas Tovos, as Rabbi Nachman is going to explain, our point of resilience <coughs> within, inside ourselves. In the last place you look, the place that's with you all the time, within. And he's going to explain how we have these these good points, he's going to explain how we have this point of resilience inside of us. And additionally, Rabbi Nachman is going to explain how our minds play into our relationships and how can you, you can literally change someone and yourself with the power of thought. He's going to lay a clear pathway to find light and darkness and ultimately to tshuva. And this is something, obviously, again, this can't be restated, reiterated enough how much people are searching for happiness and we're searching for emotional contentment. We're searching for things, you know, to feel happy with life, to have successful relationships and to just deal with the ups and downs of ourselves and the ups and downs of our circumstance. And Rabbi Nachman was really speaking to the heart of this. And we all want a pathway in life. How do we get out of the craziness? Right? We all want to find our way out of darkness. So Rabbi Nachman is going to show a very, very clear pathway of how to get out of darkness, how to obtain emotional bliss, how to have emotional contentment. Welcome back. And how, this is a good one. Rish Pei Beis, Nakudas Tovas, right? And he's going to explain how a person could change relationships through this simple advice, this simple, simple advice, how the power of our thought plays in to, diff- to our relationships. So with great excitement, again, this is going to be a little bit of a shorter shear tonight because we have to end earlier. But with great excitement, we're going to learn this till Purim, maybe a little after Purim because there's a lot to talk about when it comes to this. And a, uh, again, with great excitement, we're going to begin. And let's jump right in. Okay. So it starts like this. Reish Pei Beis 282. Da. You should know. Now, we explained this before that many of Rabbi Nachman's teachings start with the word da. So one reason is that Rabbi Nachman, uh, the tradition is that if it started with da, he was, he was Russian. Russian. Right? One of the traditions is that if he said the word da, that means he revealed this from the world of Atsilis, which is the highest world. And obviously, if he was the one who revealed this from the world of Atsilis, that means he had to go way beyond that world in order to bring it down to us. You found it? Nope. Rish Pei Beis. Rish Pei Beis. 
in the first chalik, not the second chalik. Here, I'll pull it up for you quickly. We'll do it over here. Okay. Here we. Here we go, rich babies on the bottom of the page over there. Okay. So let's jump right in. It's important to to point this out that the word da means understand. So something about this, as we're going to learn, is going to seem very mechanical. It's going to seem like step one, step two, step three, step four. But the first point to real growth, the first point to real change is understanding. That it was only because Ben Franklin understood how the electromagnetic field worked that he was able to create electricity, right? It was because precisely through understanding, any real change, any real growth comes through understanding. So before we kind of put into practice, even just understanding what we're going to learn is possible, that itself is helpful. There's something about the understanding alone. Da, understand. Even before anything gets done, there's something about understanding in itself that is extremely helpful to people. Okay, further. Kitzarich ledun es kol adam lechafskos. You need to judge every single person favorably. Vafilu mishu hu rasha gamor. Even a person who is a complete rasha. Tzarich lechapes limsobo ezimaatov. You need to go out and search and find in that Russia a little bit of good. Sheba oso hameat eno Russia. Because in that little bit of good, he's not a Russia. And through taking out and finding within him that little bit of good and judging that person favorably, that through judging him favorably, you're truthfully bringing him and you're able to bring him to tshuva. So just to recap, that uh, you need to judge everybody favorably, even a Russia gamor. He's not saying the person's not a Russia, but he's saying within that Russia, he's going to expound on this, there's a good thing, even within that Russia, and in that good point, it's purely good. Right? And through judging him favorably, you're able to bring him to tshuva. And we're going to see how a person's mind plays into this, the power of thought plays into this. Uh, and what do you do? You bring him lekaf schus. Lekaf schus, what, is a, what does the kaf schus mean? The kaf means a scale. There's a kaf chova and there's a kaf schus, right? There's the meritorious side of the scale and then there's the guilty side of the scale. So through judging that person favorably, through looking at a good point in a Russia, then you're able to bring him, tip the scales, so to speak, that you bring him to kaf schus, you bring him to the side of merit, and he comes to tshuva. Now he's going to place this on a pasuk. And this is what it says in Tehillim. In a little bit of good, just wait and you'll see, and you'll contemplate on that place, and you'll see that he's no longer there. He's going to plug it into the words. Okay? That the Pasuk is warning all of us to, is warning to judge everyone favorably. Even though you see right now the guy's a Rosh Gamor. Nevertheless, you need to search and sift and find that little good point 
And in that place, he's not a Russia. You see, everyone has an Akuta Tova. Everyone has a point of resilience. That even a Russia has a good point in him. And we're going to explain this more deeper. Okay? The Zehu, and this is what it says in the Pasuk. The Od Ma'at, the Ain Russia. In that little bit of good, he's not a Russia. Because you need to go and find that little bit of good that he still has. Because in that part, it's not, he's not a Russia. Even though he is a Russia, how's it possible that he doesn't have a little bit of good? How's it po- it's impossible that he never did a mitzvah or a good deed his entire day. Right? I think they say about John Gotti that he was good to his mother. Right? He treated his family right. It's a mitzvah. And not only that, we learn it from Dov and Ben Nasina. We learn it from a non-Jew. Right? So even though he's a Russia, even so there's one good thing about a Russia. Right? And it's impossible that he never did a mitzvah, never gave charity, never gave tzedakah, never helped an old lady across the street. It's impossible that this Russia never did, a good, never did any good thing in their entire life. Ki eich efshar of al and through this, she'atem motzebo od ma'atov, through this, through your taking out that little bit of good, Shasham Eno Russia, in, the, in that point that he's not a Russia, Va'ata Dan Oso Lekafschus, and you're judging him favorably, Through this, you're truly bringing and drawing out of him, in truth, from the Kafchova, from the guilty side of the scale, Lekafschus, to the meritorious side of the scale. Until he comes to tshuva through this. And this is what it says. Russia. In that little bit of good, he's not a Russia. Through taking out of the Russia, the little bit of good, that spark of goodness where he's totally pure and not a Russia. Through this, You'll, you'll contemplate on that place that he was. Hainu. She is boning the testakal al malkomo umedregaso. What it means is to say is that you're going to look at his place and at his level and his situation in life. And you'll see he's no longer on that low place that he originally was. Ki al Through taking out the little bit of good. Eze nekuda tova. That ne, there's the word nekuda tova. That one good point also and you judge him favorably through this Through this you bring him in truth to the guilty side to the kafschus the meritorious side and this is what it means contemplate on the place that he was and understand. So, Rabbi Nachman lays down an amazing foundation, let's just repeat it outside for clarity's sake, that you need to judge every person favorably, even a Russia. Why? Because it's impossible that the Russia never did any good in his entire life, right? So you have to focus on that. And when you focus on that pure point of resilience, you focus on that pure Nikuda Tova, that good point that he has, through that, 
right? You'll, you'll see that will bring him to tshuva. Why? Because the Pasuk says, Ve'od ma'at ve'ein Russia, in that little bit of good that Russia has, he's not considered a Russia. Ve'od ma'at ve'ein Russia, in that little bit of good, he's not a Russia. Ve'hitbonanta amakomo, and when you contemplate on his place, ve'einenu. You'll see that he's no longer on his original madrega that he was on when he started off being a Russia. What? How does, how does it work? How okay. Saying, how does it work? <laughs> I think he might be saying something else here. Okay. In order to draw someone into Cuba, you have to be able to, in order to influence somebody, yeah. you, have to see, you have to see the good in them. Yeah, well, he's saying just by, we're going to talk about this, we're going to flesh this out. He's saying just by focusing on their good, there's something about that that brings them to tshuva. The question is, how does it work? So, so Rabbi Nachman is really saying, uh, so many, there are so many implications to what he's saying, and we're going to delve into this more, but tonight we have to end earlier, so we're just going to, we're going to break it open. So Rabbi Nachman's saying this, He's saying that, first of all, it's important to recognize that he's saying you could actually change someone through your power of thought. When you contemplate on their place, right, you'll see that they're no longer there. When you start thinking, you start looking at someone with a positive eye, there's something about finding the good in someone that you're, when you're around someone and you find their good, your consciousness has the power and the ability to bring someone out of their shell to actually bring them to tshuva, right? So I'll give you an example, okay? Let's say, and let me, before I even say this, let's say another point, right? Rabbi Nachman's also saying, <laughs> Rabbi Nachman's also saying that every single person on earth, even a Russia, has a good point to him. Which means the implication of this, what he's really saying is, is that every single person has a deeper nature. Every single person has an essential self. And our essential self, the way Hashem created us, the way where our, our restore to factory settings is good, is a nakuda tova, is essential well-being. It's a point of resilience. Right, so it's like picture that you picture your cell phone or your te your uh, technology has something on it, and you, you want to give it away, so you reboot, you re you hard you re hard set it, right, and you completely wipe it dry, and it's totally fresh from the beginning. So we're not when saying that every single person on earth, even a Russia Gamor, has an Akudatova, has an essential self that is totally pure and totally holy, and it's totally pristine. You could call it our neshama, right, a soul. It's a divine gift from Hashem. That, that when we see people as essentially healthy, right, and you see past their wild behaviors and past their anxieties and past their addictions and past their crazy mood swings, when you see their essential self is essentially good and you focus on that Nakuda Tova, so a lot happens. That has the ability to change someone. Just by you recognizing that in someone, that has the ability to draw them out of their own shell, of their own uh, anxieties and insecurities and their own worries, and that actually has the ability to heal them, right? And if I think, if I, you lose sight of someone's Nakudatova, right? If I think, it's, it's, I kind of see it as a simple equation, right? If I think the person I'm talking to is messed up, that's going to come out in how I think about them, 
and how I talk about them and how I act around them in the way I might discipline my kids, in the way I'll talk to my spouse. But if I think the person's essentially whole, if I think the person's essentially healthy, that the Nakuda Tova is the essential them, right? That's also going to come out with Tov and how I act around them and how I think about them and how I talk about them and how I discipline my kids, right? Are my kids rotten until I teach them good or are my kids good and I just have to guide them and have their good essential selves come out. It's a different conversation. Is my spouse good? Is my spouse bad and I need to change them, manipulate them, get them to do this, get them to do that? Or are they essentially good? They, they just happen to do dysfunctional and crazy things, right? <laughs> so Rabbi Nachman is saying that even a Russia has a good point. That every single person has an essential self. And by you focusing on someone, uh, it's drawing them out of their shell and you're actually able to change them through the power of thought. Incredible? Incredible, right? So I actually shared this idea with Rabbi Re'edi one time, not too long ago, a few months. I was talking about Nikudas Tovas, and Rabbi Re'edi came with the great label. I told him this thing that Rabbi Nachman was talking about the power of thought, that you have to contemplate. You'll contemplate his place. It happens through the minds, right? So Rabbi Re'edi called it the chuva through the power of thought, in his way, you know, chuva through the power of thought. You could bring someone to chuva by seeing their essential goodness. By finding the good. And it's impossible. It's impossible, Rabbi Nachman says, that a person doesn't have good. Even a Russia has good. There's no one on earth who doesn't have good. It's this incredible thing. By focusing on the good, you're able to solve a lot of problems. So, I'm not going forward in this piece tonight because we have limited time. Uh, but another... Another ramification of this is that people think in order to, this comes up as a therapist, this comes up all the time because people think in order to solve dysfunction, you have to create and find more dysfunction, right? You have to jump into that dysfunction, solve it, and you have to focus on all the bad that's happening. But Rabbi Nachman saying in order to solve dysfunction, you have to find the good in it. You have to find in Kudus Tovas, right? That you see the guy's a rush, he's totally dysfunctional, right? But what is Rabbi Nachman saying? In order to solve this function, you have to find the good. You have to add good onto that. You have to add your consciousness on that and draw that person out. Draw out their good points. But if you're always going to search for the bad, search for the negativity, it's going to exacerbate the dysfunction, it's going to escalate the dysfunction, and it's going to make it much bigger. Long distance. Long distance. So, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you an interesting thing. There was an Instagram video going around. My brother-in-law sent it to me. Zachor uh, Latov, my brother-in-law, Davey Dombrowski. I don't know if you guys Davey, know Davey. You check out his blog, plug for Davey's blog, mybrestleblog.com, right? And a, uh, on Davey's blog, he, he, they, my, he sent me a video. And on the video, there's a woman talking about her brother who's an addict. And they didn't have relationship with each other. They didn't have anything. And it was very, you know, it wreaks havoc in a person's life. And she decided what she's going to do. She decided she's going to accept everything about him and just focus on his good. I'm just going to focus on his good. I'm not going to try to get him to come my way or do all the, I could, send, I could post the video on the group, right? I'm not going to try to get him to come my way and force my opinions on him. I'm going to find the good in him. 
And she says once she made up her mind to find the good in her brother, only at that exact moment he decided to go to rehab and take the next step in order to make those changes in his life. Right now, I don't know exactly how that works. If I knew that, I'd be Rebbe Nachman, you know. But nevertheless, there's something about finding the good and searching that when you're in that present state around someone, when you're in that state of consciousness around someone, of finding someone's good, and you're not coming at someone with a judgmental attitude, right? What was, will be, right? And you're coming at someone with that, with that positivity, with that ayin tov, with a lev tov, with a good attitude, right? That draws a person out of their state of rishis and can actually bring them to tshuva. But when you're focused on, as I like to call this, it's the health and mental health, right? Is it mental illness or is it mental health, right? Mental illness is focusing on dysfunction. Mental health is drawing out the person's consciousness, drawing out the person's nakudas tovas, that they actually come to a different position in life, right? That they actually, you're adding godliness, you're adding divinity, you're adding goodness to the thing. So people think, oh, I need to be really, really, and this is going to segue a little bit into next week when we go deeper into it, but people think that they need to be really, really, really tough on themselves. The more tough I am on myself, the more righteous I am, right? Rabbi Nachman is going to show us next week that it's really the opposite, that you need to, not only do you need to judge other people around you favorably, you need to search for your essential self, your deeper nature, your spiritual consciousness that lies within to find the good in yourself. And this is not something that you need to create from new. It's something that already lies within. It's not something that you need to manufacture. It's not something that you need to go out and obtain. As emotional contentment and happiness with life, right, and feelings of pure bliss and higher states of well-being and resilience are contained within the person. So Rabbi Nachman is going to point us, Rabbi Nachman's pointing us back into ourselves, back into our essential goodness, but first he starts with other people. First you find someone else's essential goodness. Then you'll be able to find the essential goodness in yourself. Because after all, as he's saying, it's impossible that a person who's a Russia never did a, uh, never did a good thing in their entire life, but we become experts at finding the flaws in people, right? That's mental illness. We become expert in finding the difficulties in people instead of finding the deeper nature and the goodness within people, right? So he's saying that if you want to draw someone out of their low state of mind, if you want to draw someone out of their dysfunction, what you need to do is you need to search beyond beyond their wickedness, beyond their riches, and you need to find the good point that lies within the consciousness of every human being. That this is a divine gift that Hashem gave everyone, a point of resilience, a point that is totally pure, a point that is completely in pristine condition, that is Hashem's gift to humanity. So therefore, even when you come across a Russia, you're able to draw him out of his low state by finding the good in him. We'll just wind down with the Parsha connection. We have a uh, Parsha connection every week. So you have a Parsha connection every week, right? So just uh, for the Parsha connection over here is that Mishpatim 
has more mitzvahs than any other parsha in the entire Torah. So as Rabbi Nachman was explaining that even a Russia, it's impossible that he never did any mitzvah or any good thing in his life. So we see that Hashem in this week's Parsha gave us so many mitzvahs, so many opportunities to find the good in life. You wear a yarmulke, right? That's a mitzvah. You're wearing tzitzis every second. It's a mitzvah. You keep kosher. You did another mitzvah. Right? So Hashem gave us a vast amount of mitzvahs in order for us to be able to find the good within ourselves and to connect it. And in fact, the Chafetz Chaim writes that every mitzvah is contained of many other mitzvahs. Right? So every second you're wearing tzitzis, every second you're wearing a yarmulke, boom, you're racking up mitzvahs. You're racking up Nakudas tovas. And uh, we'll end with this. We'll continue next week. Good job, everyone. Good job.